sort of what your Saturday night plans are? Yeah, they're they're a little different than they they usually are, obviously with the COVID protocols. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you go through your kind of your your first first fifteens uh, stuff like that. You go through scenarios that can present itself during the game, kind of those last end of game scenarios, and then and then you just go out there and you're ready to play. And uh, uh, I, I talk to everybody uh, as much as I can in those mill rooms, even though we're we're separated and everything like that. And I get get in bed, get a good night's sleep. You start visualizing plays as you get ready for bed and. Uh, uh, then it's, it's game time. It's ready to go. We'll go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Sid, I'll have a follow-up to this. But, but Patrick, kind of related to what you were just asked, except for I wanted to backtrack what, what's already happened this week. Um, can you kind of give us a sense of, of how much extra obligations you have this week compared to a normal week? Yeah, I mean, just it's just uh, we. I think Ted and, and and Brad did a good job of kind of spreading it out for me, and we 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 kept it where it was only a couple things a day. But uh, just just getting able to talk to the media, getting able to kind of get a give your input on what you think you can do you can do to go out there and execute. Um, but at the same time, you you expect it now. Uh, last year uh, was uh, obviously in person, but you you got a sense of for what it's like. Um, and this year, you get to do it virtually, but you understand what this week entails, which I think will help out a lot of guys in, uh, in being prepared for the game. And just as a quick follow-up, I mean, can you give us a sense of, of what it's like to, to be answering questions for, for hours every single day for an entire week? Yeah, I mean, you you, uh, you kind of get used to it, I guess, uh, in a sense. Um, you, you prepare yourself uh, to, to go in and try to present the best uh, uh, representation of not only yourself, but, the, but of the team. Um, and I try to do that every single time and, and be a good represent, uh, representation of myself and the, and the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll go next to Jory Epstein, USA Today. Go ahead, Jory. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for your time today. You've spoken about why it's important to you to work in the community and to be vocal about these social justice issues, but what this season are you most proud of accomplishing, whether it's something voter registration or something that you were able to do with the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of things. Um, obviously, the voter registration stuff was huge. Uh, not only getting all of, uh, of our team registered to vote, but uh, to, to present it uh, to Kansas City and get voting machines in Arrowhead and show that we support people going out and using their voice. Um, but for me, I think it was just the open dialogue that we had within the team uh, people from all different backgrounds kind of showing their point of views and, and coming together and, and making us even closer. Um, that just kind of is a small sample of what we can do in, in this country in order to, to help become more unified um, and to be better uh, as we uh, want to continue to move forward and make progress. We'll go next to Danny Welniak, KCTV. Go ahead, Danny. Football is going well. I have a non-football question for you. Um, obviously, you and Brittany are getting very close to being parents. Are you concerned at all that you might end up with a Super Bowl baby? And how ready are you guys to um, to embark on that next chapter of life? Yeah. Well, first off, we're we're extremely uh, extremely uh, ready. Uh, we're excited. Uh, we have all the things uh, planned out and every single gadget and tool you can have to to be great parents. Um, but uh, at the at the same at the same time, I, I'm trying to tell her to hold off until after the game. But uh, uh, whenever whenever it happens, it happens. But uh, if we can wait till maybe a few weeks after the game, that would that would probably be ideal. We'll go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick. I got two questions for you, man. Um, when you think about the speed that's around you, just how much of a difference does that make for your job? And then, secondly. 
Um, talking to some guys who did not play in the game last year, obviously Juan Thornhill, Alex Okafor, you got a ton of rookies with you. Um, just how nice is it and, and satisfying to give those guys the opportunity based on the work you and your teammates have done this year? Yeah, I mean, um, to your second question, it's definitely satisfying with those guys like that. I mean, uh, the, like Juan and, and Alex uh, Okafor, I mean, they, they were such big parts of our team last year, and they, they didn't get the opportunity to play in the, the big game. And, I mean, you never know if you're going to make it back here. I mean, uh, we preach that to each other, I mean, every single every single day. I mean, obviously we're here for the second straight year, but you never know if you'll get another opportunity to be in this game. And so that that's a that's a huge deal, and we're going to try to really not take any day for granted and prepare ourselves to be the, the best that we can be on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, you got to ask your first question one more time for me again. Yeah, it's just how much does the speed around you help your job, and, and just how different is it? Even even when you were playing in college, right, just the amount of speed and how much that makes uh, your job and just everybody's job easier on the field. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a tremendous effect. I mean, it, it's something that's truly special. I mean, having those guys that, that are that are physical, but they're also extremely fast, um, it puts defenses in uh, uh, dangerous spots. I mean, that when they want to bring pressure, um, and you see how we do so well against pressures, uh, it's because I can get the ball out of my hand quickly and these guys can make plays happen. And uh, so, I mean, it's – it's something where it makes defenses really have to second guess what they want to do um, in order to, to stay on top of guys like Tyreek and McColl and all these other receivers that we have. Um, and it opens up the field for, for guys underneath. Um, and it's something that really is a, a big part of our offense. We'll go next to Ryan Dunleavy, New York Post. Hey, Patrick, I want to ask you about <clears throat> Damian Williams. Speaking of guys who can't play in the game, like last year, Damian opted out. He could have been the MVP last year. Uh, has you, have you guys stayed in touch with him? And when you talk about a guy who was, had such a big Super Bowl last year and he's not even here this year, is that just kind of the craziness of COVID? Yeah, it is. And, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, he opted out for the right reasons um, to, to, to help take care of his family. And we still stay in touch with him. I mean, he he's a, was a vital part of this team last year and, and will be when he gets back. Um, but uh, at the same time, we have to continue to let guys step up and make plays. And uh, I feel like that running back room has kind of really held, held, held their own and, and done great things. Uh, obviously, Damian will be missed. Um, but uh, hopefully we can win this game and have him back next year and have another chance to make a run at it. 